0: dangling after dark with dick dangle episode 482 features guest host dahlia d and some venting and serious talk about adult topics
1: warning this show is only for adults who like sex sex. does your dick hang no does it dangle
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 482 of Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation. I am your host, Dick Dangle, and joining me for this episode is the goddess from the Great White North. She is everything you could possibly want in a cam model and content creator and more. She's your poutine princess, she is your mistress don't do it i totally did it she is your anti-squirter from uh, i don't know alberta there's an a (laughs) (laughs) and to be honest dear listeners and we're gonna get into it she's probably the savior of the show it is dahlia d how are you doing girl
1: Oh, my God, I'm so much better now that you said the anti-squirta from Alberta. <laughs> yeah,
0: kind of kind of has a rhyme if you put a little stank on it.
1: It does. I'm literally going to change my Twitter bio to that. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not Twitter anymore, is it?
0: Right. It is not.
1: Garbage. <laughs> What's going on with that? How do you feel about this uh, X? Can I just say that whenever I go to browse Twitter now in my browser, it pulls up X videos instead?
0: No way.
1: Yeah, well, because when I type in X, that's the oh. first site that comes up.
0: Oh, that makes sense. Yeah.
1: So I type X in my search bar, and I hit enter, and it's like, X you?
0: Oh, that, that actually makes me wonder if it changed. Let's see here. It did. Okay. I bet
1: oh. so many people are getting busted.
0: In my bookmarks on my desktop, it still says Twitter, but it has the X. But on my phone... The logo is the X and it says X under the phone, under the thing on my phone. So weird.
1: Yeah. I feel like they're slowly just like rolling it out.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Well, as we get into things, we have a lot that we're going to get into here, folks. So be aware. Uh, This is going to be a vent episode. I think this was, a uh, not i say a long time in coming, but uh, we'll get into why we're doing this in a second. But uh, how are you doing, Dahlia? How are I things? am
1: fantastic, although I think I gave myself sunstroke today. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mowed my lawn with my push mower, and it's actually hilarious because, like, so I have, like, almost an acre of land, and I mow it with a push mower because that's all I have right now. You guys should totally, like, you know, if you're listening right now and you, like, are part of my cam shows, like, <laughs> tip me extra so I can buy a tractor. <laughs> um, <laughs> so all my neighbors come over and they're like, oh, my God, are you okay? Like, you can borrow my tractor if you need to. Like, they're so, like, concerned. Yeah. And I can see why now because I'm pretty sure I'm dying. Yeah, that's
0: right. <laughs> uh, yeah, with my neighbors, who I cut the grass for... Uh, they come out as I'm cutting their grass and ask me if I can do other work for them.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, There's yeah. two kinds of people in this world.
0: <laughs> yes, there are. And I definitely attract a certain type of person.
1: Uh, you're just too nice.
0: Just too nice. So... Dear listeners, uh, with episode 482, Dolly and I are going to work through some things. Most of it is going to be industry-related. Some of it is just going to be straight venting. And uh, we're going to see if we land in the same spot and see what the listeners think about it. Because there's a lot of change afoot. And we're going to see if it's really worth going after having an issue with getting rid of things like that. So uh as I mentioned in the opening, as Dolly would say, to spill a little tea uh, <laughs> a little behind the scenes here, uh things have been very uh what's a good word for it, uh stressful.
1: The Mentos has been in the Coke bottle for like a week now.
0: <laughs> it's For me, it's been like two and a half years. Uh, oh, actually three. And it it's ready to explode, listeners. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, both mentally and physically, just completely worn out. And You're
1: going to physically explode? Oh,
0: oh, worn out. Okay, oh, never well, mind. I, I got I excited. Could, I could get into that. Uh, but right? I, I, right? Uh, not in a good way. My friend.
1: Oh, no. Uh,
0: I mean, I can if you want. If it makes you uncomfortable, I'll cut it out. If you think the listeners don't want to hear it, I can cut it out. So you're going to be my soundboard for this, Dahlia.
1: Is there just going to be like a solid like 10 minutes of just you doing your thing? Uh,
0: No, we're we're both going to go in. But I I just want to kind of give the listeners a little thing. To my guest host, I put out a soft feel on what they thought of episode 500 being the last episode. And when you deal with a lot of stress, physically and mentally, giving up is a very easy thought and just kind of walking away from everything because at least that's something else off your plate and it's something you don't have to worry about and put energy that you don't have into it. So uh, Dahlia was very vocal <laughs> uh, as we were talking Me? to each what? other I, I didn't see a comment i was
1: that kind of person, that's crazy I know,
0: it, it was, I was stunned to see it happen and uh, she was very vocal on this not ending for a number of reasons and uh, we will get into it as uh, we get closer to 500 but as of right now we're, we're going to keep the motor running
1: of course, we're keeping the motor running. This is not the end of "Dangling After the Dark." Not if I can help it. The the non-squirta from Alberta.
0: <laughs> non I'm not even
1: from Alberta, and I'm stealing that.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed that. So,
1: I will not let this end. That's right. So, I don't care if to, if I have to do it my right. damn self.
0: Well, it would work. It'd be "Dangling After Dark" with Dahlia D. I mean. You wouldn't have to change any of the acronyms. At all. The logo stays the same. Oh, my God. Did I just, See, there you go. Did I just kick myself out of my own job? Oh, shit.
1: You you might have. You might have.
0: All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll teach you the ropes.
1: It would never be the same without you. I uh,
0: know. But, uh,
1: so. Yeah. And what you forgot to mention oh. to the listeners, to your listeners, let's just throw Dick under the bus for a okay. quick second. Please. Uh, he didn't just send us a message saying that he sent us a message saying, how would you feel about 500 being the last episode? And then he ghosted us for the entire weekend. (laughs) So I was sitting here having panic attacks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, when, uh, you're literally fighting, the drama was real. Oh my goodness. So real. Yeah. So, uh, also before we kind of get into the, the things, uh, uh, bit of a health scare for Dick Dangle that I'm, uh, working through, uh, we're going to have to kind of figure out where I go from here. And that led to a lot of, a lot of me not answering people and not being on social media as much as I usually am. But yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes, but, uh, it's
1: okay. You just scared the shit out of me. No big deal.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm sorry. I am sorry, but that's
1: okay. I will accept your apology because I am Canadian and that's what we do. <laughs> yeah,
0: that is very true. We're um,
1: all about the sorries.
0: Yeah, the the crazy thing, and like I said, I'll cut this out if um uh, if you don't uh want me to tell the audience this. So with how I've been uh working and, and living, what your body does to try and either conserve energy or put out as little as possible. It's amazing to watch when you really start to focus on and you're like, oh, this is why my body's doing what it's doing. It's because it's actually physically fighting back to what I'm doing to it. And I can say, and I mean- That's why my pussy's so busted. Well, there you go. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding just a train wreck exciting back that's right <laughs> <laughs> it grew three hymens like holy shit keep stuff <laughs> keep stuff <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> but i i haven't had and i and i mean this i haven't had an erection in probably better than a month
1: oh my god there's a problem with Dick's dick
0: yeah right
1: oh no that happens though like sex is the first thing to go when you're stressed out
0: Oh, for sure. Because
1: it's like a need, but it's not like a you'll die without it need. So your body's just like, all right, we can put this one on the back burner for a hot minute.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: But just wait. Once you get back into like a good spot and you're like mentally feeling better and you're not so stressed. And if you had more than like eight hours of sleep over a week period, (laughs) once you jerk off, that is going to be the most magical fucking orgasm of your entire life.
0: I'm going to be breaking uh, windows. It's going to be special.
1: A hundred percent. You're going to have to buy new drywall.
0: That's right. <laughs> and which I will get to in an upcoming episode, a friend of the industry was actually kind enough to mail me a gift. Oh God. And let's say the gift is large enough that the delivery person was highly upset that they had to get it to the back door of my house to complete the official delivery.
1: Oh, no. Was it like a sexy thing?
0: It is most definitely a sexy thing.
1: Oh, this is exciting. Yes. I will be staying tuned, and I hope everyone else is, too.
0: It's going to be awesome. And I actually I hope to have them on the episode as I kind of do an unboxing Uh, Oh,
1: my God, that would be fantastic. Even
0: though I know what it is, I think it would be really, really entertaining. So, yeah, stay tuned in the next ah, two or three episodes. We'll be talking
1: about it. I will be paying attention.
0: Yes. So let's get into some of the weeds of this stuff. The first thing, as we talked about, uh, Twitter is now X. (laughs) And whatever. I mean, to me, it's truly a whatever. Uh, Yeah, there isn't anything that changed per se. There is, I guess, a limit on uh, like what who you can DM or how you see your DMs. There's a limit to actually how many physical posts you could see in a day. And there seems to be a bigger push to if you want to unlock these things, you pay a subscription. Right. And my thing to that, and I had a number of people that reached out to me, like, what, this is BS, this is crazy, you know, What whatever their reaction to it was. And my reaction to a person was, for however long you've been doing what you do in the adult industry, Twitter's been free. Uh-huh. And some people have built a massive unbelievably massive fan base because of what they've been able to post on twitter or x does it come with the issues that come with social media uh fake accounts spam accounts negative talkers and trolls of course it does but that's most social medias Mm -hmm. but my thought is if i'm going to Stay the course with the podcast, as Dick Dangle and maybe some of the other things that I've been trying to get into for a while now, then I will just pay the what what is it eight dollars yeah, something like that and just do it like it doesn't yeah. it doesn't really like eight like it's eight dollars for like some people don't go to Starbucks for a day, you know like it's in the long run. It's $8.
1: Yeah, if your business relies so heavily on Twitter that you absolutely need to continue using it as like a power user, $8 should not be that much. And otherwise your business is really not worth continuing then if you can't spend $8 a month on Twitter on something that promotes you that heavily. Right. You know, it's kind of like one of those things. It's like, well, if it's working for you, then pay for it. And if it's not working for you, then don't pay for it and stop complaining.
0: And it's the one platform That still allows, at least for now, graphic adult promotion.
1: Well, that's actually not true. You can post uh, not safe for work content on Reddit as well. Porn.
0: Oh, okay. I got you.
1: Yes. But they also just released um, changes that NSFW content is not going to show up in users' feeds any longer. Now they have to actually search for it.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. The one thing, though, I have to say about this whole thing is that, like... I am a pretty fucking heavy Twitter user. Yes. Like, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but I post a fucking lot on Twitter. <laughs> and everyone that I've ever, like, interacted with has always been like, holy shit, like, I see you in my feed so many times a day. Like, you're always on Twitter. And I haven't hit the cap yet. Yeah. I have not experienced any of these caps, you know, these limits. And I'm like, I feel like if you're using Twitter more than I am, maybe it's time to go fucking see some sunshine.
0: Uh, Agree. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and
1: yeah. if you really are using Twitter more than that, $8 is not a lot to pay. No. Because that's an addiction, and meth is significantly more expensive.
0: <laughs> and that kind of goes to the other thing that I wanted to talk about. So... Math. <laughs> Math. Uh, I need it because I need to get more done in a day. When it comes to social media, X is the one that is as user friendly as it can be to the adult community. And they decide, or Instagram, or, or whatever, Meta decided to do thread or threads i don't even know what it is because it's stupid
1: oh my gosh yes okay
0: and everyone went over there made an account checked it out and almost to a person when i talked to them like is it worth it is it anything they all went meh it's twitter yeah it's nothing to really go and use and seek out it's just another way for meta to kind of play into that and it gave everybody an opportunity to kind of like everything kind of comes back to shitting on twitter it's like right? don't because <laughs> it's it's one of the last kind of bastions for adult and we need this because there are people that post bikini pics on instagram and they lose their account let alone me <laughs>
1: me I I'm not gonna lie like I have never in my life broken a rule on Twitter or on Instagram never I have never crossed their terms of service I've never posted anything spicier than a bikini photo and even then it's not like like a thong bikini it's like a covers most of my ass crack bikini I am on my seventh account (laughs) we don't need more of that shit Right, And if Meta is running this shit and it's not not safe for work, that's exactly what we're going to get. Yeah. More of this bullshit. More people being like, oh, my Threads account got banned. <sighs>
0: Surprise. <laughs> yeah. Like, what
1: did you think was going to happen? It's, it's the Zuck, man.
0: Yeah, it, it's kind of a process of modern news cycle. Social media is this immediate overreaction to everything. And oh yeah. there has to be that point where you go, listen, let it play out as it will, take a step back, and then let's visit whatever is happening when the dust settles. And you're yeah. going to find out you're going to make much better decisions and you're going to have much better conversations about what's going on. When you do that because everything is this overreaction and then when everything either works out or doesn't and it goes against what you thought was going to happen, you just pretend you didn't say it. And it's like, well, no, that's not how that works. Just don't say anything. Like if you need to say something. Yeah. If you need to say something in the immediacy of the moment as it affects a community, sure, I get it. But at some level, you still need to be fairly measured in how you say it because – one, you need to show the people that are following you that you are measured, you're mature, you're an adult, and it gives you the opportunity to not have to backtrack.
1: <laughs> yeah. Actually, Thread sucks. I spent all this time making a profile and now I have to take it down. Like I'm trying to avoid that that exact situation. <laughs> right. I didn't even bother. I'm just waiting to see what happens. It's like I have so many sites to juggle right now like i don't need to add another one and if one of them goes down i'll just put more time into the others like it's not that big of a deal
0: yeah and i actually think that is that's what's going to happen for threads. i think i think it's too too little too late
1: yeah and the the whole like safe for work thing kind of defeats the entire purpose of twitter honestly right. like reskinning twitter and then making it so you can't post boobs like what the fuck's the point
0: yeah seriously
1: like how tumblr like when tumblr banned their the boobies you know yeah it's like they died immediately (laughs) but when i was actually um i was actually looking at um some other rules and restrictions about around social media over the last little bit and i've noticed a lot of the states in the south have been banning adult content or sorry have been asking for user verification to access adult content yeah Have you seen this?
0: I have. And Pornhub actually went so far as to completely lock out certain states from being able to use Pornhub. The
1: the social media thing kind of segues into this because I think this is actually really, really interesting and how this is playing out. So I don't know if you saw on X or Twitter or whatever, but Pornhub recently um, posted a thread of posts – Um, talking about this issue and why they have made that decision did you see it i did not so they posted essentially a thread that was saying listen everyone who lives in these states um we understand that legislation has been passed where um sites are now responsible for verifying the age of their users if they're accessing adult materials So, for example, if you sign on to Pornhub, Pornhub would have to have you upload your ID and check to make sure that you are 18 or over to be able to access their site. Pornhub's like, we're not going to do that. And it's easy for people to say, oh, well, yeah, just check people's ID. But from their point of view, it was like, it's first of all, it's not our responsibility. Right. It's not our responsibility to make sure that the people accessing the site are 18 plus. Like, you know, we have all of these safeguards in place and there's still so much stuff that gets around it. Like they've had so much hot water over the last bit because no matter how hard you try, there's always going to be stuff that slips through the cracks, right? Right. They made a really interesting point. They were like, we're not against verifying users age, but do it in a way that's actually effective and makes sense. Right. Do it at the core on the device. Right. Right. So – and another point that they made as well was that they don't want access to everyone's ID. That's such a f- huge, huge privacy violation. You don't want to be uploading your ID to Pornhub just to be able to jerk off.
0: Right. Exactly. And that's the right? thing. Right.
1: So what they said is like, you know, this is a huge invasion of privacy. It's not something that we want to take on. It's not something that anybody should want to take on. Um, and any site that is, you know, asking users to upload their ID to verify is probably doing it for shady reasons. Like there's no good intentions behind that. But what they said was, you know, why don't we implement like a system worldwide where you're verifying your age and identity on your phone? Right. If you buy a phone, you already have a Google account that's tied to every aspect of your entire person. You know, 90% of people have their freaking debit card linked to their phones these days. Right. What difference is it to have your ID and have your phone verify you as an 18-year-old? And then it's your responsibility to keep your kids and whatever out of your phone.
0: No. Okay, now wait a minute. You are just – now you're talking silly. Right? People have to actually (laughs) be good parents? Come on.
1: Which, you know, is the crux of the issue. But (laughs) this was in the thread that Pornhub said. And you know what? I actually really, really agree with them, and I think that that's a fantastic thing because – I mean, I've always had the unpopular opinion that all porn should be behind a paywall. Right. But barring that, I think it makes sense to verify yourself on your phone to be able to access this stuff. Yeah. And then it makes sure that, you know, teenagers and whatever are not seeing all of this graphic stuff while they're developing, which is also, you know, an unpopular opinion, but harmful.
0: Right. Yeah. There's a lot in that that I agree with as well. And I agree with a lot of things that you're saying because... At some point, there has to be not only a better understanding of how all this works and can work moving forward, but what is really behind this? Is this just, you know, is this basically about power and control from the powers that be? Because when big entities make small decisions it's because they're looking at a long-term goal. And it makes me wonder what the long-term goal is in this. And, you know, not to be uh, a conspiracy theorist, but, like, I just kind of want to know what the long-term goal is on all of this. Yeah.
1: Oh, for sure. And I definitely think that, you know, power is part of it, but I think there's a million different reasons, right? Like, you have these old-ass, wrinkly-ass turd ass men that are politician and women that are politicians that are making these decisions being like porn is bad and you know even though it comes from this crazy like fundamental christian like mindset and like it comes from like crazy like religion and whatever they do to an extent have a point Right. Mm-hmm. Like the whole um, Exodus Cry thing in Pornhub. And did they take it way too far because of their religious background? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But was the fact that, you know, people's content was being spread without their consent, just like rampantly on Pornhub an issue? That was also. So they kind of, it's like, okay, good idea, wrong execution. Right. And so I think that this kind of is the same. And I think this is why Pornhub is actually being vocal about it. And they're trying to like educate people and they're like, write to your local it's MPs here. I don't know what it is. Senators or whatever. Um, and, and tell them this, you know, like tell them this is the solution because Pornhub isn't saying that it's not an, a problem, right They're right. They're saying we agree that it would be great if everyone who accessed our site was 18 or over and we could verify that a hundred percent. But Having them verify at our point of contact is not it.
0: Correct. Yeah, I agree.
1: Right. So and like they have the right solution. And now I think it's just a matter of whether these crazy like religious politicians are going to listen or if they're going to continue their stance and just completely ignore them because porn is bad and therefore Pornhub must be bad.
0: Right. Now you're learning. Now you're getting it
1: right? So it's like, it's another one of those wait and see kind of things, but I just think it would be so cool if, you know, it's not going to happen, but if politicians could actually, like, listen to their constituents for once and, you know, realize that so many people watch porn and that there is a safe consensual way to make this all work if everybody just sits down at the table and fucking listens to each other.
0: And it's very simple to be honest, because Here is the argument that I would have if the right safeguards and legislation and just kind of a general understanding of what the adult community is can be established. Great. Because the adult industry can make countries and states a lot of tax revenue. They can Mm -hmm. make A lot of money for states. And truly, that is all the government is about. They want to make money. Yeah. And if you can say, listen, if we do this right, we can make your state, country, whatever, a lot of money. Do you believe in your heart of hearts that by doing anything with pornography sends us to hell? If so, we have made that decision and let us go to hell and take our money. Don't tell us that we can't <laughs> so do true. it. Like, just let it go. Yeah. This isn't hard. Like, if we've chosen yes. to make this decision, then just be like, okay, well, we're gonna take the money you're willing to give us and have fun at the lake of fire. It's not difficult. We're all about oh this
1: man. War. Yes. Preach. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, and I, and I our also... sins
1: are not gonna rub off on you right. like it, it, just it's take the money
0: because as we know politicians do nothing underhanded
1: right ever they love to just cherry pick what's a sin and what's not. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure like thou shalt not make pornography is definitely not in the commandments. Oh. So I think we're golden.
0: Yeah, I, I agree 100%. With my... Show me in the
1: Bible where yeah. Jesus said, yo, don't be fucking in filming it.
0: <laughs> that, right? That, that would be hilarious. And thou said that eight millimeter film is dope. You know, that that's not how that works.
1: It it didn't happen.
0: Yeah. To kind of kick it in another direction, I kind of feel the same way about people that love to hate scroll accounts on social media. Especially during the pandemic. It was a lot of can you believe that this person said this and they would show the clip of them saying it and everyone would lose their minds. And
1: you know what? I am really bad for that. And (laughs) I, I recognize that it's not a good thing to do. And, but if you go through my Twitter account, a lot of it is just me talking shit about people that I've been lurking. Like, Oh my God, you guys look at this person. Look at this piece of shit.
0: (laughs) Well, it's different if it's someone that is DMing you or saying weird stuff in response to whatever post you're making, just kind of like in that general conversation thread. But to actively seek out what things are being said, because sometimes people will send things to me, and they'll be like, did you see that this person said this? And typically, I'll give an example. There was a woman that was on a podcast, and I guess a fairly... I've never heard of it, but a fairly uh, successful podcast. And it's kind of looking at the other side of things and, like, how things can be bad. And she, all she did for the segment was shit on adult performers, especially women. Like, she really dug into OnlyFans models, and she just lost her mind they're you know the the men that subscribe to them are worthless these women are worthless you know just just kind of going on and on and the person was like what do you think about this and i went that's what she thinks i don't care yeah, yeah who cares yeah that that's her opinion I, I it doesn't bother me when you have that constant can you believe this person did something you are giving oxygen to their fire
1: Yeah. You know what? I think that really sourced from because there was a time where it was helpful to share that kind of stuff. Right. And I still think it has its place in a certain context. For example, there was a certain um, porn star who is very heavily featured by Pornhub um, who said some really fucking nasty shit in a podcast 10 years ago.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. Okay.
1: I think it's important that that stuff still gets shared and still gets spread so that people know what kind of person is within our ranks.
0: Agreed. Yeah.
1: There's some stuff that I think it's important that everyone knows what this person is saying so that they can make a decision as to whether or not they want to professionally engage with that person going forward, you know. And a lot of people are seeing this even 10 years later and being like, oh, my God, I had no idea this performer was like this. I will be steering clear. And I think that that is helpful in that context.
0: I can agree with that because there is – once again, it's all in context. There is that, OK, is someone saying something – as a joke and it's falling flat because they don't have the audience. They don't have the delivery. Maybe it was just worded poorly. Yes, that those things definitely happen. But when you have just egregious behavior, that is totally different. And there is kind of a muddied middle ground where someone is saying something. It is a good point to make they're just not articulating it in a way that is giving good credence to what they're trying to say. And right. it seems like those people get lumped in with the bad people. And it's for
1: like, sure. It's and like, I think slow down, that's where like outrage are kind of spawned from
0: for sure. Yeah.
1: Right. Like initially it was like helpful and people were like, oh my goodness. And things were actually happening. You know, bad people were actually getting taken down. Right. And then it became smaller and smaller and smaller in fractions to the point where now everybody's le gasp at like the dumbest shit.
0: Yes, a le gasp. Is that what you said? Le gasp. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: It's like like a hoity-toity like French person like. Yeah.
0: It's very Pepe Le Pew.
1: <laughs> yes, like <gasps> le gasp. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's <laughs> crazy to see how good things are taken to extremes and made weapons and, and made, made into weapons and, and made bad. And it kind of works to my idea of something I always talk about when it comes to this show and what I try to do, it's build a community. And when you have a good community of people around you, the checks and balances are built into it. And people become a lot more thoughtful most of the time to what they are saying to each other and to social media, whether they are trying to make sure people have each other's backs or you know, they're just trying to say something about a particular topic. And some people may actually consider that censorship, but it's not. It's thoughtful speech because you understand the gravity of what you're doing.
1: I like that thoughtful speech. Yeah.
0: And it's not, that's important. Yeah. Sometimes like one of the things when it comes to depression is if you are going through an issue and you are being really heavy and really bad to yourself and you're, you just have horrible self speak. What a lot of people will say is approach yourself. Like, you are talking to your best friend. Would you talk to your best friend that way? And, of course, the Mm -hmm. answer is no. Because I say the worst shit to myself, and I would never say that to anybody else. And they say that's how you should approach yourself. Well, in a very similar fashion, when something happens and you decide that you're going to explode, you could look at it where, what would my friend's reaction be to this? is mm-hmm. it going to be kind of that that's not uh mm, you know maybe you should say that a little bit differently you know I, I think you might regret saying it the way you did like like we said taking that step back and thinking of it in a community sense and in a global sense just having totally. that, just like slow down you don't need oh, yeah. to react instantly to everything that has happened just to show that you were on no. top of something. There's so many things that have happened in the years I've done this show and in the years I've been on social media that I just don't oh, react God, yeah. to because it's, it's pointless. It doesn't matter what I'm going to say.
1: Yeah. People don't care as much as you think they do. to your point though (laughs) it's true though um but to your point though actually something that i found really helpful um when people are getting into that like self-deprecating thing where it becomes too much and you know you can try to to level it within yourself before you kind of like let it out so that your friends don't cringe but if you do get to that point as a friend um if you ever notice somebody doing that it is really really helpful to be like hey that's my friend you're talking about and i've actually seen A lot of people like have realizations where like my friends will be saying something and they're like, oh, my God, I'm such a dumb piece of shit or something like that. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, that's my friend you're talking about. Let's tone it down. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't let people talk about my friends like that. And you're my friend and you're talking about yourself like that. That's my friend. Don't talk like that.
0: Oh, that's given me the feels. I like that a lot. Right. Yeah.
1: And you, you watch people go, oh, fuck. Like I am your friend and I'm treating myself poorly. Right. And I find that's very helpful. So if you ever find yourself in that situation, yourself or listeners or whatever, it's the simplest line and it works so, so well.
0: Mm, I like that. Yeah. It's funny when it comes to issues of mental health, because a lot of people think, okay, I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to get the tools I need. And very quickly, everything is going to be fine. And then you start to realize, or at least you should realize, depending on how old you are, that is how many years you have built in these behaviors. And mm-hmm. it's not going to happen in the short term to get over it or to deal with it in a healthy way. It's really funny, in going to therapy, there's a really weird, it's almost like um, if you cut a bathtub widthwise. wise and that is the, the arc and the valley of typical th- people going through therapy. So what happens is you have that spike where it goes up and everything is like, wow, I am having breakthroughs and everything's going well. And then you have that valley. And right. that valley is things that are really deeply embedded that you haven't broken through to yet. And there's always a plateau in therapy. And then as you start to go up the other side, when you really start to find out who you are and your issues and dealing with them, that's where the good stuff happens. And it could, it takes years. It takes years. And, and you could always go back
1: down again and plateau. It's like, it's almost like losing weight is like the same, whether it's like mentally or physically.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Like you're always, there's always going to be ups. There's always going to be downs. There's always going to be days where you, you know, step on the scale or you go to therapy and you're like, wow, this is a really great day. I'm really proud of myself. And then like two weeks later, you know, you hit rock bottom because you gained two pounds or you slid back a little bit or whatever. And it's like, anything that's worth doing for yourself is like that though.
0: Yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's got to keep doing it. exactly. And with everything that we've said here, that is kind of the important overarching message is be good to yourself, be good to your community, especially the close ones that you keep that are good to you and good for you because all this other noise that people like to throw out there is, is truly just noise and you absolutely have to teach yourself to turn it off. You really do.
1: It's like you say, find something you love and do it as often as you can.
0: Thank you. Oh, that was very sweet. That's the way. (laughs) So, uh, one thing that you wanted to talk to uh, or talk about is about three initials that I'm not sure if I know what they are.
1: Oh my goodness! So, actually, this was just like a trend, and it kind of like I think the theme of this episode has kind of been like social media and all the crazy different things that are happening with like social media lately, and it has been a lot. Um, But there's this trend on TikTok that is kind of very relevant to cam girls. It's called the NPC trend. Okay. And what NPC stands for is non-playable character. So, you know, when you're playing a video game, have you you ever played a video game, Dick?
0: Uh, I have played video games and I actually know what a non-playable character is. Yes.
1: Okay, perfect. So you're like, you're caught up. So, you know, when you are in a video game and you interact with a non-playable character, but you do it repeatedly, like over and over and over again, and they kind of like glitch halfway through and they'll say the same thing over and over. Okay. So like, say you're giving a villager a loaf of bread and they're like, thank you for the loaf of bread. But then you give it to them like five times in a row and they go, thank, thank, thank you for the loaf of, thank you for the loaf of, thank you for the loaf of bread. Okay. There are girls that you got to go on TikTok, you got to see this. It's crazy. There's girls that are going on and they're pretending to be non-playable characters in ex- in exchange for tips that do specific things. So, one of the things like <laughs> How it's set up on TikTok is that when you go live, people can tip for different things. So they can tip and a a bunch of roses will show up on your screen. Or they can tip and, you know, a cowboy hat shows up on your head. Like there's little things that you can add to your stream that kind of make it more fun for people to tip and and have, you know, fun doing that kind of stuff. And there's girls that go on and they're literally acting like non-playable characters. And when people are tipping for these things repeatedly, they're like glitching.
0: Oh, that's funny.
1: It is the wildest shit I have ever seen. And people are eating it up and I can see why. It's like a fucking car accident. Like, I cannot tear my eyes away from it when I see them pop up. It's crazy. I sit there and I realize like a half hour has gone by and I've just watched this girl glitch. Like, it's wild.
0: Now, what makes a good glitch performance? Because it seems like that would actually be fairly difficult to pull off.
1: It would, and so there was one girl that I was watching, actually, and she was doing it, and then I guess her son was, like, nearby, and she was, like, yelling at him at the same time. So she'd be like, thank you for the road. thank you for the road. thank you for the roses. Hey, Xavier, sit down, or I will fucking kill you! Thank you for the roses, thank you for the roses. (laughs) I was like, holy shit, but apparently people are making bank doing this, like, absolute bank. But what a good stream entails is when you really can't tell that they're human and there's a lot of them that do it real creepy because they had the filters and they have the crazy makeup and they literally dress up as a video game character and at first i didn't understand the trend and i literally thought it was video game characters oh wow and those were the good ones and then i saw some sloppy streams and i was like oh it's people (laughs) (sighs) oh but i just think this is really interesting for like the cam community because this is something that could easily be made not safe for work
0: and how
1: like on Chatterby, if you could get some sort of um, visual representation of your tips or whatever, you could have a tip menu that's like this reaction for X amount of tip. And then when people tip for it, you just do it. Okay. Right? So instead of like, thanks for the roses, it's here's my tits. Ah. Oh, here's my titties. Oh, here's my titties. Oh, here's my titties.
0: Okay. You
1: know, I blow you a kiss. Here's my butt. <laughs> 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 it's literally just they're literally just acting like video game characters and i just i think it would be really interesting and i really think we're going to see this spill over into the adult world where it's like these micro transactions that just go real fast
0: uh, it's really interesting it's interesting <sighs> i i don't know how i feel about it
1: you got to go watch some of them and then you'll have to come back to it and tell me, we'll do like the next episode that we do together, we'll discuss your findings, okay, that I can... if you're not like a blubbering rocking back and forth mess by then because it's it's fucked
0: yeah, that's it's for me, I don't think I would get that much out of it because I'm not like a fervent video game enjoyer, no, but
1: but it's yeah that's it's weird, yeah <laughs> it's like one of those things where it's like uncanny valley, so you can't tear your eyes away
0: okay i got you
1: yeah you'll have to check it out listeners you'll have to check it out yeah
0: Oof. yeah I don't, I don't know it's just weird. like that that whole um uh the the eyes crossing a gay something however oh goes. my gosh like that i just the only thing i think of every time i watch people do that is like i hope you have a good eye doctor because there's nothing <laughs> good that comes out of staring at the top of your forehead with your tongue sticking out for forever you know
1: Oh God. Yeah. It's just, everybody's trying so hard to be like anime characters. That's all it is. Everybody just wants to be a cartoon so bad.
0: (laughs) It's wild. So the last thing I want to get into with this show, this venting show is some podcast myths. If that, yeah. And some of these things uh, for long time listeners will will be kind of a rehash but there'll be updates to uh maybe some of the information that i have given over the years and i'm more than happy to spill some some tea over this one tea
1: oh my gosh okay let's do it
0: i was at a club about a month ago and i was talking to a gentleman there who i see very often because we both go to see the features Okay, And we are sitting at the bar and just having a casual conversation. And he said something about the podcast that I do and kind of meant, it must be nice to get paid to do what you love. Oof. (laughs) And uh, I said, oh, I don't get paid to do this. And he just kind of looked at me. And uh, he's like, "You don't?" And I said, "No, it's actually very difficult to make even decent money at a podcast."
1: Oh yeah, because like you have to think like, yes, you might be getting ad revenue or whatever, which I know is something that you just recently implemented.
0: Yeah, whole ten dollars <throat> a month, but... baby.
1: Oh yeah, whoop dee whoop Because people don't realize that you literally get something like like six cents for every thousand views like it's not you have to be very 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 popular with lots of regular listeners to even crack you know a 100 bucks a month
0: right and when i told him like yeah oh yeah i don't make anything he just it it almost changed his view of me you could watch it happen on his face (laughs) and it's like yeah, basically I work a day job, you know, to to pay my bills and do all that, but the little bit of extra money I make from that supplements the show. Right. And I recently had this that part of the conversation with somebody else where, you know, it's like, well, have you tried to reach out to sponsors or people for sponsorship? So, let's let's go there. The people who make good money from podcasts, do it through uh, affiliate programs, which I can't stand, sponsorships, and advertising. Right. The reason I don't like affiliate programs is the company basically, no matter what, gets free advertisement. So if you make nothing on the affiliation, they're still getting advertisement.
1: Right. It's kind of like an MLM kind of situation.
0: Right. And, And I'm not a big fan of it. I would rather have... Once again, a community where, you know, there's sponsorships or just straight advertising. So I had a company that I actually did one affiliate with. It was my, ah, let's give this a shot. And we agreed that for a month we would see what kind of numbers the code that they gave me would run. Okay. Okay. And like, okay, let's do it. So uh, we did live reads. We also did standard commercials. Okay. And over a month, it was like, okay, this is cool. So I reached back out to my point of contact and said, okay, what were the numbers? And I didn't hear anything. Oh, my goodness. And a week later, I said, hey, reaching out. Are we going to continue this agreement? I would love to know, good or bad what numbers we ran didn't hear from him. Oh, fuck! one month after that i hear from somebody else in the same company hey i think our product would be great advertisement for your company oh your, my your god products. and yeah I, fuck you at that point i ignored it a month later i get a third that said basically Ew. the same thing so when i reached out to them and said Here's what has happened. I never heard from them again. Like,
1: Oh, my God. They took you off the scam list.
0: But it's a huge company. Ugh. And it that's was gross. like I, I don't understand that. Uh, people are more than happy to break contracts. I had a contract years ago with a company where they were paying me monthly to run commercials for them. I got two months' worth of money and never heard from them again. Once again, another fairly big company in the adult community. And it's crazy. The only way you really make money in podcasting, especially over all genres, is it's got to be a hot genre, especially in the moment, which, you know, everything for a good number of years has been like true crime stuff, which the reprogramming that does to your brain, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to be already famous, extremely attractive, or you have a shtick. Those are...
1: Yeah, there's no, like, breaking in at this no, point.
0: No, it, the market is very saturated, and I'm more than happy to say that. That was, in my conversation with Dolly D about this show, that was kind of the one of the things that I was talking about with myself, was, you know, has this show done what I set it out to do? And is it now part of a marketplace that it gets drowned in and no. i and I don't know honestly i I don't know that part of it because
1: I don't think so. I don't think that you would have been nominated for an a v n if this market was oversaturated and if you didn't have that long standing clout uh, well I'm gonna I think anybody trying to start dangling after dark now would have an issue, but I think because you've existed for so long as like a reliable and you know in league with the rub and all that stuff like i i think you have a good seat and i don't think it's a good time to give that seat up just yet
0: yeah well i will disagree when it comes to that nomination am i happy i got the nomination yes but 52 adult podcasts got a nomination for that category i couldn't name a dozen of them oh okay and I So they
1: kinda of just nominated everybody. <laughs>
0: I think so. So it's gonna be interesting going into the second year if they're going to whittle that down. Right. Because it would huh. it would behoove them to not do it because they are going to get more promotion and they're gonna get more traffic their way. But if that many people are nominated, it waters it down. It doesn't mean anything because there's truly, when it came to the adult podcast category, there were six that I had a feeling had the best shot to win. And one of the ones I didn't pick won. And the reason it won is because (laughs) it was a male and female host. I want to say their boyfriend girlfriend? I'm not, I'm not 100% okay. sure. And she has a million followers. Uh, okay. And their show is basically we the two of us talk to a porn star and then we have sex with them. Ah, uh, yep, how, that'll do it. How is anybody going to compete with that yeah it's there's no way there were other very big industry names that i thought were going to win and and i'm not going to downplay this i had so many people that are in the industry that reached out to me and said i think you have a legitimate shot at winning this right and i knew i didn't but it was nice to hear that they cared at that level that they thought I did, you know. I that's the one thing I almost wish there was a way to figure out how the voting fell,
1: right? Just to see like who got what, right?
0: You know, list it one to fifty two. You know who got the most, who got the least.
1: Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah,
0: but yeah, I was like, how is anybody going to compete with that as a show?
1: Yeah, I, I feel like that's not going to happen. So
0: that's why I'm changing this show where uh, Dalia D and I. We're going to
1: fuck every time. No, I'm just
0: kidding. Yeah, we're going to have sex with every single person we have on this show. Yay. (laughs) But yeah, it's really interesting when you start to, when you've been in the game for a while and you start to go, wow, it's very difficult to build momentum and And don't get me wrong, dear listeners. I am not boohooing in the least. I do the show because it has always been a passion project. I enjoy doing it. Are there times where it becomes difficult to do just because of time constraints and energy constraints? Yes, I am more someone. I kind of tell it how it is. I tell people how I'm feeling and what the state of things are when it comes to the podcast and i'm getting better at doing it when it comes to the adult community because i there are some things that a lot of people don't want to talk about and i've always tried to be the person to bring kind of the positive light but sometimes you can't avoid things yeah. so you know i i'm going to do a little bit more where i talk about things in kind of a problem solving way i and like i said i'm not someone that is boohooing where I'm at, but it's just when you start to understand how the mechanism works, you go, ah, okay, yeah, this is going to be a tough road to hoe because where does growth happen when you can't build that big community that you're looking for? Like so many right, companies- but
1: it will. Oh, I and, think and, that no. that's something that, like, you can build over time. Yeah. I don't think it's, like, something to give up on just no, yet. No,
0: no, yeah. It, it's, it's funny when people are like, man, it seems like you're really starting to build momentum. It's been nine years. <laughs> like, I hope I am. But uh, yeah. But I've had companies reach out to me, ask for – or uh, I've reached out to them. We've started a line of communication. Uh, they asked for my numbers, and they just weren't good enough. I've had – people that I was going to interview ask what my numbers are and said that because they weren't getting the exposure they thought they were going to get canceled the interview. Like, wow, that is a great way to ruin a community because there's always going to be a point where you run out of the people that are going to put you on that pedestal and because they just won't care anymore. There's only so many... Big entities because everybody wants to drive numbers, but there's only so many large drivers of that, that it's going to work when you have like, Hey, I want to work with you because you are going to bring a lot of people to us. At some point, those people that have a lot of followers and a lot of engagement it's going to be filled like there's you have
1: everyone's just trading trading fans at that point correct
0: yeah you have to be able to bring other people into this to continue to grow and i, and I hope that companies and performers and everybody even in regular business not just adult business start to understand that because you, yeah. you it has to be about growth it, it, it's unreal
1: That's what we'll do in the future. We will work on the show and we will get people on here that deserve the exposure that you can offer and we will build it so big that everyone else will cry.
0: 100%. And then I could be that person that's like, you can't be on this show.
1: (laughs) Exactly. It'll come full circle.
0: If there are other avenues of these topics that we have talked about here, uh, if there are other things that listeners are like, Oh, I would really like to know your opinion on something. Let us know. And we will definitely talk about it. You can let me know via email Dick at com, or you can just DM me on Twitter. If you have the X. ability to do it. I'm oh, sorry. X. Sorry. Oh, that's <laughs> going to take me forever to get used to. Oh yeah. And let me know what you would like us to talk about and be a little bit more truthful about because at the end of the day, it is all about seeing and listening and being a part of what you enjoy in a community of people you enjoy it with. Everything else is just noise. And when you're able to make that happen, everything starts to fall in place and everything grows from there. Beautifully said. Thank you very much. You know what else is beautiful? What? You are. Ah, oh, thank you, Dick. Of course. Where can people find your beautiful and
1: <laughs> all of my links can be found at dot That's d-a-h L I A D E E dot com.
0: And all of my links can be found at dickdangle.com.
1: Oh, that's so beautiful to hear. Isn't
0: it? <laughs> well, thank it's you. It's so easy to say. Yes, it is. <laughs> thank you so much for being a part of this show. Always, Dick. So to the listeners out there, fear not. The show, even if there are some subtle changes that happen, will continue to move forward and I will do my best to build the community that I am always talking about. Thank you so much for listening to this show. Please take care of yourselves and the people around you. Pay for your porn and support amazing content creators like Dahlia D and all of the people that you hear on the show. Do something that feeds your soul. And do it as often as you possibly can. Don't give up. Keep a positive mindset even when the chips are down and it feels like you can't. As Dahlia said, a positive word to yourself can go a long way. And of course,
1: dangle on.